Okay, uh, my name is Steve Ray. I'm at NIST, and I want to welcome all of you who are on the line and others to uh, the kickoff of the 2009 Ontology Summit. Um, as many of you know, we've had these now. This will be the fourth year we've had an Ontology Summit. Uh, we uh, the basic idea is we pick a topic which we want to try and get some kind of a consensus of the technical community, which we can then roll out to the, uh, a larger public. And uh, as with tradition, we've, what we've tried to do is capture the essence of each year's summit in a public communique, which is a very concise statement, if you like, a position statement. <clears throat> and... Um, uh, logistically, how it works is we start with a kickoff, which is today, January 15th, and we will have a series of uh, discussions online and culminating in a face-to-face uh, -face meeting, which you're all invited to in Gaithersburg, Maryland, um, on April 6th and 7th this year. And we will also even endeavor to have a few members of the press there to to hear the words of wisdom that we have come up with. Um, so I'm not going to go into details of the particular topic for this year's summit until I get back to the slides. But uh, as Peter had mentioned, what we want to do first is um, get to know each other. We've got a few people here from the standards community, for example, who have not participated before, and that is indeed part of the intention for this year's summit. So I think at this point, why don't we have people go ahead and introduce themselves. Peter, I guess we'll do this, what, in the order of the attendee list on the wiki page? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, if people could re would refresh their page now, then you should have the latest uh, list of the attendees. So uh, and, uh, you're at the top, so go ahead. Steve. Right. Um, I've already said I'm Steve Ray from NIST. Actually, in another week and a half, I won't be at NIST anymore, but I'm still going to be involved in this summit. I'll be Steve Ray, the sort of the independent person at that point. Um, that's, that's me. Okay, thank you, Steve. Uh, it's Peter Yim. I'm uh, one of the co-conveners of uh, the Ontolog Forum, uh, along with Leo Obers and Kurt Conrad, who is also online. And uh, we are happy to be teaming up with uh, NIST and a whole bunch of uh, co-organizers this year to do our fourth ontology summit. So, hi everyone. David. I'm David Price from Eurostep, um, participating as part of the ISO uh, TC184SC4 Industrial Data Group. Um, I work on uh, information models mostly and trying to bridge the gap between the information modeling world of the SDEP that industrial data committee and the um, object management group, model grid and architecture, ODM stuff, things like that. Howard. Is Howard Mason still online? You might be muted, Howard. Star three to unmute. So I was. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's Howard Mason, chair of said uh, ISO TC184 SC4 on industrial data, which produces the STEP standard and oil and gas standards and a whole range of uh, ontologically susceptible standards, if I may call it that way. I also chair the MOU management group, which brings together 
all the standards bodies that produce uh, standards for e-business worldwide to try and coordinate their outputs. So it gives us links into the whole range of um, transactional standards, financial, medical support, and so on. Okay? Fabian? Uh, I work for NIST and I'm also affiliated with the National Center for Ontological <coughs> Research, who is also a sponsor of the conference. And um, well, my main expertise is in logic and philosophical ontology. Thank you. Kurt. Kurt must be muted. Uh, try star three. No, not, not hearing anything, Kurt. Hmm. Well, tell you what, why don't we come back to Kurt, because uh, nothing's coming through on uh, your end. Uh, see if we can give you another try in a little bit. Uh, why don't we move on to Mitch Ringer? All right, can you hear me? Yeah, who's this? You, you can hear me. This is Mitch Ringer. I work for the uh, U.S. Forest Service. Um, I'm a passive participant here interested in the business processes and enterprise architecture. Okay, welcome. Uh, next person is Trish. Um, hi, I'm Trish Wetzel. Um, I'm with the National Center for Biomedical Ontology, and that group is uh, led by Mark Mewson. Hmm. Welcome. Uh, Tom Russ. I'm Tom Russ. I'm at the University of Southern California Information Sciences Institute. Just following this out of general interest, I mean, we produce... <clears throat> Uh, tools for knowledge representation, and I'm involved in developing ontologies for some projects, some of them in biomedicine. Thank you. Uh, Deborah? Yes, Deborah McPherson. Hello. Yes. Yeah, um, this is Deborah McPherson. I'm a spec writer at an architect's office and also involved in a project at Onalog called Building Service Performance Project, um, and I work on the national National Building Information Modeling Standard, and I'm getting ready to join a work group for OmniClass, which is one of our classification systems to get them to work. And I just sent uh, a, a picture to Peter on email that I hope maybe we can get on the screen later on, but it's from a conference that I went to where uh, there's there's like this diagram that OGC has, and Deke Smith, who's at Building Smart Alliance, had done an overlay to compare where the industry foundation classes are, which is an ISO standard, versus another ISO standard, 15926, which I know Matthew West worked on. And I think sometimes we're facing problems between, like, what a facility versus these big process. We keep trying to make them the same, and they're kind of different just because of their size. So that's why I'm interested in standards and, and ontologies getting more connected. Great. Thank you. Um, Doug Holmes? I'm back, Holmes. I'm the uh, nominal user or victim of standards here. Uh, I work uh, with a small company in Southern California to do semantic web uh, applications. Okay. Welcome. Uh, David Leo? Oh, hi. Well, I'm part of the um, ISO TC184 SC4 community, along with David Price, Howard, and Matthew West. Um, I also... Um, work with NAFEMS, which is the International Association for Engineering Analysis, and we've just kicked off a, a project to create an ontology for engineering analysis activities to provide um, metadata for engineering analysis data sets. Interesting. 
Okay, welcome. Uh, Mike Dean. I'm Mike Dean from BBN. I uh, was involved in the Ontology Summit uh, last year and uh, uh, was one of the co-conveners of the Open Ontology Repository Initiative. Uh, I work primarily on the semantic web, and I've been involved in several of the W3C working groups so I, uh, uh, where I appreciate the value of uh, um, formal methods in, uh, in uh, uh, specifying standards. Thank you. Uh, Michael Gruninger? Yeah, I believe Michael says he will be right. joining later. Not so, back yet. That's so, right. Steve, maybe you can uh, introduce Michael because he used to be. <clears throat> okay. Uh, very briefly, Michael's a professor at the uh, University of Toronto. He uh, runs his own laboratory there. Uh, he had spent a fair number of years here, about a half a dozen years at NIST, as a guest researcher prior to returning to Toronto where he was earlier, uh, and had been a principal author on the PSL standard um, under, actually, a joint effort under SC4 and SC5 in ISO TC184, which is a first-order logic standard and serves in many ways as a kind of an exemplar of um, what a first-order logic standard could look like um, in the ISO context. Um, so he's here in that context. Uh, next up is Laurent. Yeah, Laurent also says he'll have to join us late, but uh, I'll help uh, introduce Laurent. Uh, Dr. Laurent uh, Licia is the fairly new, actually, Executive Director of OASIS, the Organization for the Advancement of Structured Information Standards, which sort of uh, is a non-profit consortium that drives the development, convergence, and adoption of open standards uh, for uh, for information society, uh, and he provides leadership and operational oversight as well as strategic vision for OASIS, and we're glad he's joining us as one of the co-organizers for this year's summit. Indeed. Thanks, Peter. Uh, Pat Cassidy. Hi, this is Pat Cassidy. I'm currently an independent consultant in ontological engineering, and my current focus is on finding a way to get a foundation ontology that can bridge the differences among everybody else's ontology. Trivial task, right, Pat? <laughs> uh, technically feasible, sociologically more difficult. Um, next up, Matthew West. Hi, uh, I'm Matthew West. Um, I'm currently with Information Junction, having retired from Shell after 30 years at the end of June this year, last year. Um, I'm, uh, I've been a, a long-time participant in ISO TC184 SC4, working on standards such as ISO 10303 step, ISO 15926 oil and gas uh, lifecycle data integration. Um, ISO 18876, uh, Integration of Industrial Data, and ISO 8000, Data Quality. Um, I've also been a, a member of Ontolog for some time and uh, chaired or, or sponsored um, the Database and Ontology series. Thank you, Matthew. And indeed, I think it's your line that has the background noise, so thanks for muting again there. I noticed you just did. Um, Kurt Conrad, you want to give it another try? Uh, sure, this is Kurt Conrad, and this time I pressed the mute button instead of the uh, off button. Ah. And, uh, I'm an independent consultant here in the uh, Silicon Valley area of California. Welcome uh, back. 
Okay, now, is there anyone else online who hasn't had a chance to introduce themselves? All right. Uh, Opel Rowe, uh, lawn architect with uh, Pfizer, responsible for global medical um, architecture and development. Thank you. Opel, Rex. This is Rex Brooks. I'm, uh, I'm with uh, the OASIS Emergency Management Technical Committee, and I'm chair of the Emergency Data Exchange Language Reference Information Model Subcommittee that will actually be creating a uh, couple of documents that include an ontology representation of the EDXL family of specifications. Okay. Thank you, Rex. Uh, Elizabeth? Elizabeth Sorescu with the Millennium Project, which is a global future research think tank, and we work with Peter Yim for many years in looking at developing systems that can improve ways to organize, understand, and disseminate information to improve future thinking. We look at developing systems as a state of the future index, uh, Genies, which is a global energy network, and uh, the information system, and so on. Thank you, Liz. So practically knowledge management. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and the Millennium Pro Project is part of the World Federation of uh, United Nations uh, Associations. Associations. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Evan Wallace. Hi, I'm Evan Wallace from NIST, and uh, I have worked in Steve's division, what has been up to this point Steve's division. Um, and um, I participate in uh, standards work at the object management group, and being one of the co-chairs of the Ontology PSIG and the um, revision task force for the Ontology definition meta model, and I also participated in um, both of the OWL working groups. Fantastic! Hey, I'm I'm back with my screen now. Um, right, Alan Rutenberg. Hi, um, I work at Science Commons. Um, it's a nonprofit. We work on data sharing for science uh, from several points of view: the technical work uh, doing um, semantic web um, uh, tools and databases for biology and on policy, uh, <coughs> the open data protocol, and licensing and copyright issues. Uh, I'm co-chair of the OWL working group and a coordinator on the OBU, coordinator on the OBU Foundry, and um, I'm currently working on an ontology related to this called the Information Artifact Ontology. Thank you. Great. Um, my screen is showing that's all the people actually on the list. Is that everyone's I, understanding? I believe there are at least like one or two more people. Uh, if you have not had a chance to introduce yourself, uh, could you just jump in? Anyone? I guess not. Okay. Well, in that case, why don't I go ahead... Um, with uh, giving you all a little bit of uh, context of what we're trying to achieve this year's summit. Uh, and that's going to be by means of the slides, which can be downloaded off the web page. Right near the top of the wiki page, you'll see a link called Slides, if you haven't downloaded them already. And I will try and, uh, I guess, Peter, you're going to be putting them on the shared screen, right? Yes, it is on now. Okay, and I will also uh, announce when I switch slides. So... Again, welcome to the 2009 Ontology Summit. Um, as you can see on the first slide, we've got a variety of uh, co-sponsors of this summit, which is uh, primarily a virtual meeting beginning today, lasting three months, and then ending in April with a two-day 
physical meeting in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Slide number two. Uh, our overall sort of objective, what we're hoping to get out of this year's summit, is basically bringing together two communities that many of us have uh, cohabited, but many of us have not. Um, basically, the what I would call the sort of the technical, at, at times, uh, academically focused ontology community, uh, which is very focused on, you know, succinct, uh, precise, and rigorous representations of uh, information, knowledge, rep, uh, rep, relationships between concepts, what many people call definitions of ontologies, and uh, the standards community, which um, has been anywhere on the spectrum from textual specifications uh, read entirely by humans uh, through uh, various levels of structured information, be they XML, markups, uh, schemas, style sheets, um, through even more uh, formal, if you like, representations, first order logic or OWL or, or various other representations. What we're trying to do is... Uh, See how each of these two communities can help one another. And I'll get into that in uh, the next few slides. If you move to slide three, the title of the summit itself is, uh, is Toward Ontology-Based Standards. Uh, and, and actually the text you see on slide three somewhat repeats what I just said orally. But uh, again, the whole idea is, uh, as with many... Um, uh, highly technical academic areas, you know, there's some brilliant minds working on ontologies which often do not have as broad an audience or an application area as they would like. And uh, so that represents the ontology community. The standardization community, on the other hand, has a whole spectrum of, of uh, education levels, if you like, or training in the uh, ways of representing information. And we are primarily talking, although not exclusively, talking about what some people call information standards. Um, and so uh, what can uh, – well, there are, two, there are two really conclusions. One is that many standards can be vastly improved in terms of their rigor and uh, unambiguousness uh, by taking advantage of things that are coming out of the ontology community, um, where, as it has been put to me once, I think, many years ago by Chris Menzel of, of Texas, he says, you know, if you really are serious about trying to capture meaning unambiguously, you need to refer back to some people who have been thinking about this for several millennia, namely the philosophers of the world, because they've been thinking about formal logic and how to represent meaning for many years. So that's what the ontology community can offer the standards community. Conversely, uh, what the standards community can offer the ontology community is a tremendously rich and varied uh, problem set uh, for which a lot of the ontology ideas can be applied and in which they will get tremendous uh, uh, marketing possibilities, you know, a lot of airtime. That's, I guess, what I'm looking for. So rather than uh, having to work on toy problems or whatever, uh, uh, standards represent a fantastic opportunity to actually get ontologies used by the real world, by industry. So that's kind of my thumbnail sketch of what we're trying to do is 
leverage the advantages of each of these two communities to each of the uh, communities' benefit, one and the other. If we move to slide number four, uh, just very briefly, we, of course, have a whole bunch of uh, logistics organization backing this idea. There's an organizing committee uh, which has been involved in actually uh, <clears throat> identifying this year's theme. We do a lot of work in the background on both logistics and, and I'll mention in a little bit uh, how they'll also be instrumental in helping to manage the ongoing discussion. This is uh, always an exciting challenge uh, for a three-month-long discussion, uh, which is open to all throughout the world, uh, how to keep things on track and uh, structured so that we actually get something tangible and, and useful at the end. Uh, advisory committee is other um, great minds out there who have uh, good things to think about uh, to offer to this uh, organization. We have a number of co-organizers. Uh, there's many of those are mentioned on the front page. This is not a closed set, and I would like to say we are open and welcoming to other organizations. And in fact, we're on an ongoing effort to approach other organizations to join in as co-organizers and or co-sponsors. Um, there are some uh, opportunities down the road, especially in the face-to-face um, -face meeting in April, where uh, co-sponsors are particularly welcome to help out perhaps some people with traveling costs or other kinds of issues like that. Uh, the subtopic champions that are listed on page four have to do with this management of the conversation. As you'll see in just a moment, we have a number of topical areas that fall under this whole idea of ontologies to support standards. Um, and uh, what we have done and it's worked quite well in the past, is we have some, if you like, um, gardeners in the wiki words, but uh, essentially synthesizers of the discussions that are going on, uh, pulling from the uh, email list that is going to be active, full of all kinds of ideas flying around. Their job is to call out of that the nuggets of concrete progress and consensus that are being made, Put those on a, a wiki page, which will be uh, created as uh, in support of the Ontology Summit wiki page, so that we can all refer back to those pages as they evolve without necessarily having to wade through hundreds, if not thousands, of email messages as discussions are ongoing. So that worked out very well last year in particular. Um, it's a great way to keep on track, especially if you're not involved in all the different discussions. And finally, uh, last but not least, uh, we are going to have a subgroup which is really focusing in on ultimately how we get to, uh, you know, how we move forward, and in particular uh, focusing on articulating the communique. The communique is a special thing which we've done on each of the ontology summits. Um, it's a succinct, maybe one or two page uh, statement. It's a position statement that the co-organizers uh, and other all the other participants can get behind, and we essentially roll that out to the public at large. Uh, we have uh, the face-to-face -face meetings have always been at NIST, and um, we've gotten some various members of the press to come. I'm not promising huge hordes of, uh, you know, flash bulb shooting uh, photographers or anything, but uh, we do have some press people and the, the story gets out on the wires and then other publications pick them up 
and it's turned out to be a very useful mechanism to get people outside of our community to learn about ontologies, in this case, learn about hopefully the marriage of ontologies with standards and how that can really help all of us uh, down the road. So the communique is something we really want to focus in on as a tangible output at the end of the three-month period, the uh, two-day face-to-face meeting. Next slide, number five, uh, the process then, which I've kind of alluded to. Today's January 15th. We're having a launch. Uh, I encourage you to uh, pay attention to the multiple threads we'll be talking about here, just introducing them, and then we'll ask people to uh, self-nominate for participation in those threads, and we'll um, give you some pointers on how then that will logistically happen, what you have to do to plug into all that. Uh, I mentioned the summary, the synopsis, if you like, of the each of these threads by a champion. And, again, the champions themselves have not yet been identified. If people have an interest in being uh, playing that role, uh, please let that be known, either on the uh, mailing list, communique, uh, the mailing list uh, exploder, or directly to one of us that you've heard talking now, myself or Peter Yim would be, good options, but uh, anyone really on the organizing committee, and then we're going to try and sort it all out and make some order, make sure there are enough uh, coverages and redundancies so that we can keep moving forward. The second major bullet there on page five, the virtual panel discussions are indeed those threads. Uh, At times, we may find it necessary to split some of the conversations uh, if they really get roiling along, um, and we'll have... Uh, separate email threads, but we're going to see how that goes um, as we move forward on that. And we will be announcing to the general ontologue uh, summit list the uh, evolution of the topics, which again are not set in stone yet, um, and what people can do to that. The third major bullet, April 6th and 7th, is our meeting. It's more looks like a traditional workshop in that sense, although what is the advantage of it is... We will not start from ground zero. We'll be leveraging three months of discussion. Uh, Most of us will know each other quite well at that point, uh, albeit virtually, so we can actually get right to business uh, very quickly. Uh, We don't bother with introductions at that point. We can just move right on into sort of, as it says on the slide, wrapping up the loose ends, uh, polishing off the public statement, the communique, and we found that in a day and a half, essentially, we can get all that done, and then typically by noon or so of the second day is when we sort of hold a much a somewhat more public meeting where other people can come in and sort of hear what we've what we've done over the last three months. Next slide, number six. Uh, all right, now I'm going to start just introducing the discussion threads we ex- we know will probably take place, and again, it's not exclusive. We hope to have one group uh, dedicated to really trying to nail down the uh, structure and the essence and the content of the communique itself. Um, that will be take some special skill to really try and pull it all together and be succinct. Uh, we're going to try and do better than we did last year, um, in as much as uh, last year. I know some of some of us on the call and others were a little bit. Uh, concerned that we spent a lot of time wordsmithing as a huge group at the face-to-face meeting. 
we hope we can get a lot of that out of the way uh, before the face-to-face meeting. We'll do as much as we can. Obviously, we want to have still some discussion at the face-to-face. Uh, the background task has more to do with uh, recognizing that there's a lot out there, uh, even in the world of standards and otherwise. We want to see uh, what are some best, ca- best practices, examples of standards using ontologies as the normative or informative part of a standard. Um, uh, and it's not just, obviously, the representation of the standard itself. Uh, as the bullet states, there are uh, other parts of a standard having to do with uh, conformance and testing and uh, uh, practices and all, which all go along. And we want to kind of examine uh, in this three-month period what aspects of standards lend themselves uh, well to that kind of thing, and you'll see that in just a moment. The outreach, again, very important because while we have a, a number of standards that are represented in this group, uh, there, of course, are many others. Uh, there are 400 standard-setting organizations in the United States alone, so uh, there are plenty of possibilities. Um, we believe, I'm not sure if we've got confirmation yet, and maybe Peter can correct me, but we believe OMG will be joining in. We've got ISO involved. Uh, haven't got yet, I don't think, confirmation on OAG, the Open Applications Group, but I know that um, David Connolly of OAG is very interested in migrating his own body of standards into a more, uh, in the direction of ontologies, let me put it that way. And there are many others, but we want to call upon all of you who have connections into other standards bodies who you think would enjoy or appreciate or benefit from um, this discussion to see if you can help us on that outreach activity. Uh, Slide number seven, um, two more threads. Um, One is likely to be very active is a technical discussion thread. What are listed there as sub-bullets, which I'm not going to go into great detail on, are some of the topics, I think, which we probably want to cover in terms of what makes sense and what doesn't make sense in terms of marrying ontologies and standards. But uh, even quite recently, other points were brought up about uh, the need to articulate perhaps business cases of uh, how how that's going to help, um, benefits, things like that. So... Um, this is an open list, uh, and part of that discussion will involve probably discussing what else needs to be discussed. So, again, keep, keep all of these in mind and uh, start thinking about which ones you'd like to be a part of. Finally, the strategic vision and roadmap uh, thread has to do with the more of the uh, issue of, all right, what's next after this meeting? Uh, what are the steps? Where are we really, what's our reach goal? Uh, That's why the bullet says, you know, what do we think things are going to look like 20 years from now? What do we think standards are going to behave like? Who's going to be reading them? Is it computers or people? Um, Again, the movers, the enablers, and the stakeholders, these are all uh, mechanisms, if you like, for us as a community or as several communities to move together uh, in a forward direction. My final comment on that slide, you can see at the bottom, is one wonderful thing that the Ontolog Forum and, and other co-sponsors, this whole summit environment offers us, is where we can step out a little bit and, uh, and take some chances, be bold, and um, take some positions 
which don't necessarily have to be our member company or organization's positions. It's an independent entity, and we can uh, lay it out there, but at least those ideas can be out there um, where we might not be quite as free to take those kinds of positions as a re formal representation of our own host organizations, whatever they might be. So we should take that as an opportunity, I think, to try and really um, um, be bold in that context. At the same time, uh, the cautionary note is it's very easy in these kinds of discussions to uh, start splintering off into all kinds of really fascinating and exciting topics, but which may not get us any closer to a conclusion of this particular summit. So we don't want uh, to um, squash that kind of thing, but we really need to focus on what this, this summit is focused on and so that we can be assured of making progress there and achieving something and not just go away saying, well, that was a really exciting and stimulating conversation, but now back to real work kind of thing. So that's kind of our, our, our hope in that, in that uh, statement. Slide number eight uh, is where we're now uh, – actually, it's my last slide. I'm going to start opening the floor. Let's see what's on the agenda here before I do anything rash. Uh, yes, after we talk about this, I'll give Peter a brief opportunity to jump in with anything in terms of organization and all. But uh, uh, we want to, at this launch event, give you all who are online the opportunity to raise any questions, issues, concerns, ideas on things like how we could be even more successful getting the goal of this summit out there in front of the right people, and anything else you care to say. So with that, let me uh, pass the baton back over to Peter briefly as a sanity check and see whether or not, Peter, you had other things in mind that we wanted to cover at this point before we just open it up to a general Q&A. Uh, maybe one point about the joining the uh, mailing list. Uh, actually, I have sort of retained all the subscribers from last year's uh, from last year's summit, but did send them a note to tell them if they don't they are not interested in this year's discussion, they could unsubscribe. But uh, if not, I mean, we definitely want them to stay on. Uh, several of you joined us at the December planning meeting, and I have subscribed all of those people into the uh, Ontology Summit mailing list. And then everyone who has joined us today, uh, I will also sus subscribe you to the list. But then uh, there are details on on our meeting page today, as well as on the Ontology Summit 2009 homepage, uh, where there are instructions for anyone to join us uh, in the uh, the mailing list. That's number one. Number two, uh, we will plan on, I mean, within the next three months, throw maybe a few uh, conference call type virtual uh, panel sessions. And uh, most of those probably will be focused around the uh, technical topics or maybe the, the, the roadmap communicate issues uh, that we need to address. So if there are suggestions to uh, who would, who would present, uh, please sort of uh, post that to the list or like Steve suggests, I mean, uh, write one of us at the 
somewhere close, sometime closer to the to April, uh, NIST will be announcing registration information to the face-to-face, and we definitely look forward to people joining us then. So. Right, and Peter, I would add uh, that uh, if if everyone keeps uh, keeps an eye on the wiki pages because. They are wiki pages, which means that at times we'll be creating pages where you can essentially add your name, uh, and I think that'll be one mechanism where it will parallelize quite well uh, as we start breaking out these groups and stuff. Um, as in every wiki, you know, you can create your own account. It's quite straightforward, and you can contribute material. Uh, you don't have to go through one of us on that. Um, in that context. There are some pages we're going to try and keep a little more control on just for sanity, but as a general principle, um, that's the whole point of wikis, that, that people are able to contribute material without having to get it approved or something like that. Are you agreeing with me on that, Peter? Absolutely, yes. Okay. Uh, and I know that Peter believes very strongly in the whole principle of open and public discourse. Um, uh, and complete sharing of everything that comes out of these discussions. So um, uh, I think we want to abide by those principles. I think that's worked very well in the past. My suggestion uh, yeah, is good, that good people point. want to raise yeah. issues now. Yeah. I noticed there, there is this little hand icon on the chat window. If those of you who have the, uh, the chat uh, window open, you can raise your hand by pressing that button like Peter Yim just did, and uh, that way we can keep a little bit of uh, – going and uh, by by Matthew I notice he's about to leave so Peter I guess you have the floor right I mean I, I was sort of I'd like to, to sort of uh, key on the last note you make about openness uh, since everything you contribute either on the mailing list or onto the wiki or if you join us as a panelist on the uh, panel discussions or make a comment on these calls they are all going to be publicly posted and made available to whoever has uh, access to the internet. So please, uh, if you're not already aware, please be aware that we have an open IPR policy, intellectual property rights policy. Uh, so if you said something, you have the right to it and you have sort of licensed that to, to public uh, sharing. Uh, and make sure, uh, so make sure you don't sort of, uh, unfold your, your company secret here. And, and, and if you make a post, don't set a footnote saying that this is confidential or, or anything like that. Uh, that would be against policy. I mean, we, we just wanted to share and have people collaborate. Okay. Um, well, yeah, well, Howard Mason has raised his hand. Right. So, you, you lower uh, your hand by clicking on on that uh, same button where you raise your hand. You finish raising it, you can lower it. Okay. Right. Howard, you have the floor. Thank you very much. Um, thinking about the outreach approach, one of the key things that you had in the previous section uh, was identifying which standards already used ontologies. We need to do the converse under outreach, which highlights the sorts of roles that are in, that could be envisaged for using ontologies within standards, particularly if we're trying to extend that out into a much wider scope. Now, if we have a document like that, I'm quite happy to fire it out to the uh, 
whole MOU uh, group, which includes all the standards bodies that uh, are handling um, uh, e-business standards, with the possible exception of W3C and OMG, who have chosen not to join at the moment. That would be fantastic, I think, uh, getting that kind of uh, airtime in the larger standards community, I think, is just the kind of thing we're looking for. So um, appreciate that. I think we'll probably take you up on that. I thought you might. <laughs> uh, let's see. Michael, you have, you're, you're back with us. Welcome back. Yeah, I've been lurking for a past half hour. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, so I was uh, wondering, too, also, like, with respect to the outreach, if it would be possible for uh, uh, people to propose uh, or they can float some of the standards that are currently under development that might serve as a, you know, interesting uh, use case in the sense of, uh, you know, use, use cases that are being proposed within that standards development uh, group that can then serve as use cases for any ontology that would be uh, supplied, um, but also as a way of, of focusing the discussions on, little, on you know, little concrete mini problems. You know, like in what, you know, some of the questions you had on your slide, uh, you know, so like what kinds of ontologies uh, would be needed, what kinds of languages would be needed for these ontologies. The more concrete we make things, the more, uh, I think, progress that would be. Okay. And, and, and when you say you opened your remarks in the context of outreach, are you suggesting that we would then have those as examples to show what we're talking about to new organizations we're trying to bring in? Exactly. Yeah. Cause, and I, I think cause there's also a, a, a distinction between, um, <clears throat> say, providing ontologies for existing standards, right? So, you know, say, providing ontologies for step. Yeah. For the sake of argument, right? Um, which would be very different from providing ontologies for, say, some of the work that I, I've seen going on at OMG lately with respect to their date and time work, right, that Elisa and, and uh, Evan have been working on. So that's something that's kind of in development where it might um, uh, have more of an impact on people's perceptions to, to say, well, what kinds of ontologies would we want for this and how would we actually do it, rather than a kind of a more backward-looking one where you're, you're almost retrofitting ontologies onto an existing standard. Yeah, and actually your comment also applies in the background section of the discussion where we are going to try and scour standards out there to find out ex good examples of ones that use ontologies in one way or another. Right. Well, yeah, well there's the ones that use ontologies, but there's also the ones that say, um, you know, could also benefit from uh, ont infusing ontologies um, at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Okay, good point. Uh, anyone else? I see Doug Holmes and Pat Cassidy are typing away, according to the little icons on my screen. Um, anyone else have a oral comment that uh, they'd like to make? Mm. I'll just say it rather than type oh. that. I, I agree with Michael a lot. I think uh, a set of sort of grounding examples, two or three that we could all reference in our various discussions, would be very, very helpful and keep us kind of a little bit focused. And I, I noticed that Lisa Kendall had mentioned one that might be a good one that, uh, that OMG is doing. I, I think it's a date time uh, vocabulary. Yeah, that's right. And okay, we should. Process, so we could look at that. Okay, we'll have to make sure we capture all these things. Uh, um, once we start building these wiki pages, we can write them down in a place where everyone can see them. Okay. Um, Pat Cassidy, you have a comment? Yeah, a quick question. Um, I hope it's quick. 
I'm not clear how this would relate to my own special interests of trying to get uh, a broad agreement on a common foundation ontology. Uh, one point uh, that would be that if you want an ontology that will represent standards, like standards generally, that it's going to have to be pretty uh, able to support a representation of information in just about any any field. And uh, in addition, of course, would have some more domain-specific uh, concept representations related to how standards documents are created and formatted, etc. Uh, therefore, I'm not sure if a thread to talk about approaches to a common ontology that will be able to bridge differences among multiple other ontologies, whether that's appropriate at this particular summit conference or not. Any ideas? Hmm. Yeah, that's a, a rich discussion I think we could probably have on that. Um, let's see how it goes, because I do believe that um, the idea of a common and harmonizing layer is, um, well, something, as you know, we that was the subject of the very first uh, ontology summit was uh, seeking common ground among a, a variety of uh, upper ontologies that were. Right, and, and they all agreed to go their own ways, which, which doesn't, doesn't solve the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem that we had then still remains, uh, and therefore I think it's still worthwhile trying to find a solution. I, yeah. I think one, um, one of the interesting things about this, the theme this year uh, is that standards developers are also, also have to be you know, pretty pragmatic in the sense of, the standard is scoped by particular industry needs, you know, uh, use cases. Uh, and so, you know, they, they're not trying to come up with a model of the entire world. They're just trying to come up with a little piece of it that is defined, you know, in, in various ways, uh, you know, by these kinds of industrial um, scenarios. So I think that might scope things to more of a bottom-up approach. Okay. If the view of the purpose of this current discussion is that you're, you want to uh, assist standards creators to develop ontologies that represent their own individual standards, and there is no concern or no desire at this point to try to relate standards to each other, then yes, very, no, but specialized I think that, that's local, another... very specialized local domain ontologies are entirely mm -hmm. appropriate. That's why I'm asking this question. Okay. But I think there, your, your uh, other point, though, is, is also very important, that um, there are a lot of standards that, that don't work together. My favorite example is there's a, a standard for cutting tools. There are two different standards for cutting tools. One standard governs the, uh, the actual tool, the cutting tool, and the other standard governs the holder of the machine that holds the tool. Two different standards that obviously need to work together because you can't, you know, have a cutting tool without having a holder for it. Um, but they don't really integrate very well. Um, and so, you know, if we're looking for having test cases, that might be something to do to kind of identify uh, some set, at least two standards, that would need to work together in a given scenario use case and to see, you know, what are the challenges for uh, ontology reuse and upper ontologies in that restricted context. It sounds like a good idea. Okay. Okay. Sounds interesting.
Is anybody talking? Uh, no, no one's talking right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> Somebody else talk quick. Okay, it's Howard Mason just pointing out that uh, one shouldn't try and start with a clean sheet of paper on integration of um, ontologies from different sectors. Um, my work is in a company called BAE Systems, and our, if we look at our product range, we write software that goes on chips that we make, on circuit boards that we make, in black boxes that we make, in aircraft that we make, that fly off aircraft carriers that we make, that sail from docks that we build. So there's a little bit of cross-sectoral stuff we need to handle as uh, a company. Um, there's a lot of work already gone on with common sets of core components and underwriting integrated resources. I wouldn't like to see us going down the route of um, uh, development such as GEIA 927, which has tried to desperately kludge together the bits that they know about. Um, I think we've got enough expertise around the table from what I've heard to be able to bring in the integrations that have already gone play, taken place and not try and reinvent them from the start. That's a good point. Very good point. And by the way, I want to remind people that for the uh, archival value, if you make any comments on the chat room, those will be included in the wiki page for this discussion, uh, for this launch event uh, conference call. So that's a nice way to make sure your ideas persist, uh, in addition to making them orally phone. Yes, please. Yes. Peter, you have a comment? Right, I have a comment on, on Pat Cassidy's comment. I, I guess if if the discussion uh, is focused on the value of foundation ontologies to representation of standards uh, through ontologies, I mean, that's definitely germane. But if a discussion is, uh, is on the nuts and bolts of, uh, let's say, integrating or, or, or linking various foundational ontologies that probably belong more to sort of the regular ontologue forum discussion since we have separate mailing lists for these two items. So if, if uh, participants could uh, note, I mean, where which list is the, the, the proper list to make those, uh, uh, to, to sort of extend those discussions, that would definitely help. That's all. Okay. There's another um, point, too. I've heard Barry Smith talking about this. Actually, he might have talked about it a little bit at the uh, FOIS conference um, last year. Uh, so he, he often likes, uh, you know, looking at this, uh, you know, healthcare informatics standard HL7. And, you know, when, when I kind of was talking about having, you know, building ontologies for standards, he was saying, well, you look at, take a look at something like HL7, and it is so ad hoc and has so many strange assumptions that uh, it would it would be a mistake to say I could make an ontology for that existing standard and that he would be claiming that you almost need to revisit a lot of the design issues in that standard uh, and then do them correctly from a, a formal ontological perspective. Um, that might be some other – I don't know how that would kind of spin out into a, a particular thread, but uh, maybe we get Barry to contribute a few ideas along those lines. Um, it's not, so it's, it's almost like re-engineering standards uh, from, a, from formal ontological foundations. Hmm. Interesting. That sort of uh, reminds me of things like OntoClean, right, uh, that could help 
clean up an ontology, or you're talking about cleaning up the standard before you can get to the ontology? I think he was referring to cleaning up the standard before you could even build the ontology, yeah, but using, cleaning the standard using an ontology, uh, or at least ontological principles. Yeah. So, but I see we should, we should, you should get him to, you know, maybe, let's say, contribute something like that. Yeah, well, the, the, same, the same issue arises with uh, WordNet. You know, a lot of people are using WordNet for language processing. Uh, but its hierarchy is actually kind of messy in certain places, and the uh, individual elements are uh, sometimes mixed. Uh, and uh, there was a – Gorino had a paper on, on, on some of it. They're doing – you're trying to reconcile some of that. Uh, but I'm, I'm saying this is very similar, that when you have, when you have an existing taxonomy that wasn't created uh, to a, with a view toward formal inheritance principles, it is going to be really messy. Right. And then right. the question is what to do with it. Right. Agreed. Alan, Alan Rettenberg, I'm just wondering that, um, you know, the, the communities who build, I, I, I'm observing some of what goes on at the W3C, and there are certainly standards, thinking, of, for instance, some media standards that are in development now that um, that could use ontology work uh, as part of them, but there's a, just a general sort of um, specialization so that some, you know, people who work on ontology aren't necessarily hooked up with people who are working on standards, and the standards people don't really, you know, have any background to um, even appreciate what's being said. So there, there may be something here about talking about education and how we can um, manage education to, to, to better communicate across these, these two worlds. Absolutely agree with that. I think uh, hopefully this meeting will help to a small extent, but you're right, probably a more uh, structured approach to how we're going to present each other to each other uh, could help. That's exactly the point I was making. It's hard on the uh, the outreach task. You need to have something that's uh, understandable. And we've had a big enough debate in SC4 on information and data. If you throw ontologies on top of that, uh, it could get quite exciting quite quickly. But uh, as, a, as a message to the ontological folks, there has been over the last 25 or more years uh, a lot of debate, a lot of investment in uh, information models of whatever quality. Um, we need to exploit that. Uh, there, there's billions of dollars worth of stuff out there. So there's no point in reinventing that. It just gives us a chance to potentially leverage the capabilities of ontologies. Absolutely right. In fact, I know, Howard, you're aware of our posture here at NIST where we're trying to do just that with pieces of the STEP standard, and David Price is online as well involved in that, um, to see if we can retain the, the concepts and the connections and all the relationships while at the same time migrating into a richer representational technology. Um, that's exactly what I think needs to happen for the step standard, for example. Okay, anyone else? I guess uh, there are no new names on the queue. Um, any other comments? Or are we going to finish early here this afternoon or right. evening? I, I saw this uh, typed up uh, from Deborah McPherson, and she also mentioned that she had a slide uh, which she emailed me. Is, is Deborah still online? Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. I could, I can even bring up the slide you uh, the slide you sent over. 
You may be on mute. Yes, you may be on mute. Star three. Hello? Oh, yes. Ah, yeah, we but hear you. Okay. Um, are you able to put that slide up? Sure. One moment. Okay. Um, basically, this is from a conference that was earlier this year, the Building Smart Alliances uh, group of federal agencies and private businesses. It's actually, you know, kind of pretty diverse, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And everybody's interested mainly in the National Building Information Modeling Standard, but, you know, that starts to bridge onto all kinds of other things. A lot of the open geospatial consortium work is really related pretty closely. Um, there's something called the AECOO testbed um, that stands for Architect, Engineer, Contractor, Owner, Operator. And there's a lot of technology or just systems coming on that one of them is called COBE, Construction Operation Building Exchange, which is really just like for exchange more than anything else. Like it's not really for working and it's just places to put things so that you don't have to keep recording them over and over again. Like an example would be a warranty for something that's in a building that, you know, the architect calls for it, the, the contractor submits it. All these people end up recreating the thing over and over again. This takes that away. So um, the picture that's now coming up was from a conference of a lot of people talking about those things. And I really like this background graphic, which is something that OGC and NBIMS um, put together just to show the whole hierarchy of what are we talking about here and the kinds of information you're dealing with, like really going from all around the world down to a room. And one of the things that Rex, who's on the line as a subject matter you know, expert, helping us with the program that uh, with the Building Fire Research Lab there at NIST, or at NIST to try and make some real simple floor plans and some simple classification of different parts of buildings so that, that you know, a lot broader spectrum of people can use building information because it's not just architects and contractors that want it. There's also fire departments and, um, you know, real estate agents and stuff like that that could use a really simple um, representation of buildings. So I keep always looking at this this hierarchy here, and I really like it because it's amazing how things can fit. You know, you can end up covering things pretty well. And then I'm trying to understand the industry foundation classes. I work with the other classification systems a lot more, but I can sort of see where the IFCs are going to maybe be able to be a common thing to tie these different different classes together. And I was just amazed this slide here from Deke Smith is the head of the Building Smart Alliance that um, that he's got this idea of, I guess a lot of people have been comparing the 15, now I don't have the picture in front of me, um, yeah, let's see, 15926, which I think a lot more people are really familiar with on this call. People keep trying to apply that to buildings, and it doesn't always work. Um, 16739 is what the industry foundation classes are, and they don't really overlap either. But um, I think maybe between the two of them, you start to really be able to explain and process a lot of information about this bottom half of the graph. Um, so I don't know. I think more more visual things like this will help to cross disciplines because, you know, a HVAC kind of engineer having a conversation with somebody who's a manufacturer 
and dealing with their pets or something. That's a, it's a whole, you know, you're trying to get all these people to talk to each other that really don't have a common vocabulary, so you need something like this to say, okay, well, this is where I'm coming from. So I don't know if anybody else has any comments, but I keep I keep looking at this graphic. I really like it. It's Howard Mason. Of course, you've, you've also got work going on with the, in the building industry in conjunction with IFC on our step application protocol to pick up on a whole bunch of the life cycle stuff. So there's plenty of standards activity going on out there. But the common vocabulary items that you're talking about effectively cover what we would call common reference data. And 15926 has, uh, Currently about 12,000 classes of reference data there, expanding to 40 or 50,000 in order to, um, to provide that common vocabulary. Um, we have within the product through life support in the sorts of products that we build, uh, large areas of reference data which fit against the common model. And there's that particular area is something where the common ontologies can uh, provide a very good basis for ensuring uh, a common understanding and the uh, unambiguous exchange of information. But uh, do not underestimate the size of the, of the problem and the amount of agreement that's required. Uh, that said, a lot of the work has been done already but within the standards bodies. It's just a matter of representing that in, a, in, a, in an appropriate structured form that can be used by a variety of uh, different sectors. Some, can, some will have their own reference data, others will be able to use common stuff. And we need to play that into that picture as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, any other comments or questions? Because uh, time is marching on. I know, Peter, I actually have to leave at the top of the hour here. So, uh, uh, anything else anyone wants to say? Or shall I wrap this thing up? If, if Peter here, maybe one last comment. is uh, Given that Steve has already sort of framed the conversation, one thing before people jump into the, the, those conversations is actually uh, to make a post to the ontology summit list and tell others, I mean, which are the areas they would like to to uh, focus their, their attentions on. That way we could start clustering smaller groups and maybe uh, identify a champion for each group uh, for to, to get a sort of more e efficient and effective uh, discussion going. We only have, in fact, less than three months, and there's a lot of work between now and April 6th. So, yeah, that's it. So back to uh, Steve. Maybe you can wrap up the call. Okay, Peter, I have one question. How do you think is a, I mean, People, of course, can just email, send an email, their interest and all, but is there some other more structured way you might suggest for people to self-nominate to um, which groups they want to participate in? Are Office. we going to have some wiki pages? Right. I, I could maybe start one page uh, with the outline, with your outline, and then solicit people to sort of add their names below each of the topics. 
Uh, that might help. And uh, you would hang that off of the main Ontology Summit 2009 yeah, ev- page? Yeah, everything will hang off that uh, homepage, the Ontology Summit 2009 homepage, as we did for the last three years. So, yeah. so okay. if there's so any one, yeah, one place to go, yeah, that's the page to go to. Right. In other words, the page that everyone's looking at now for the launch event of today, the uh, the words Ontology Summit 2009, right near the top of that page, is a link to the, the master homepage, if you like, for the whole summit, for the three-month event and the face-to-face. So that would be, if you're going to bookmark anything, that's probably the page you want to bookmark as far as the overall summit. Um, so with that, uh, you can expect to see some... Uh, uh, links on that page where you're invited to put not only your name, self-identify on which topics you want to discuss, but also start um, uh, participating in the email discussion, which, again, I think there's a link to that on that page, so you can uh, join it if you aren't already. And then we will keep in touch with all of you throughout the coming three months, and I'm sure... Um, It'll be an exciting time, if nothing else. So, again, thank you all for participating in today's call, and I hope this is going to really work. It's always an experiment, each new Ontology Summit, uh, a challenge we try and achieve. So uh, we'll see if we make it through on this one. Again, thanks all of you for calling in, and we'll be in touch. Hey, Steve, thanks a lot. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Thank you.